Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today, I'm going to talk with him about coping with setbacks or disappointments. When real life takes a turn into darkness, what happens to your mood? Do you despair and give up? Or do you look for the stars? You cannot control life, but you might master your mood. Hey, David. It's Grandpa. We had a break-in at church last week. Some burglar removed one of our front windows, slithered in about 2.30 in the morning, and then unlocked the back door so he could unload into his van in the alley. While he was in there, he turned off all the electricity. I think maybe he was hoping to strip some wires or the copper. Since there were no lights on, he proceeded in leisure to plunder the place. He found spare keys to open the locked interior doors. Behind door number one, nothing of interest. Leave it unlocked and open, though. Behind door number two, goodies galore. Maybe you already knew this. Four other churches shared the space with us and used the building. We designated classroom number two as spare storage. At least three of the churches stored equipment and other stuff in it. Two of them had all their musical equipment in that room. There were drum sets, guitars, amplifiers, microphones, mixing boards, stands, and all manner of other related equipment. There might have been $20,000 in equipment in that room. It's all gone. The thieves also invaded our multipurpose room, where we store cleaning supplies, a copy machine, mid-sized refrigerator, collapsible tables, computer, microwave oven, small convection oven, and things like that. They took the refrigerator. It's about three feet by two feet by two feet, not one of the tiny ones, but not full size either. It was full of food, drinks, relish, condiments, a partially used can of whipped cream, just stuff. They didn't even empty it first. They took it all. They also took all our bathroom supplies, toilet paper, paper towels, plastic bags, garbage liners. They took it all. I'm tempted to say they wiped us out, but I won't. Why am I telling you this? It's already been a week, and we're still processing it. I've dealt with the insurance company. I've dealt with two different police departments. I've dealt with the glass company. There are claims. There are adjustments. There's paperwork. And there are pictures to take. It has filled my life with upheaval, wheel spinning, and loss. I can't complain about the loss, though. The Church of Auburn lost some goods and products. My laptop was stolen. Four of our five collapsible tables were stolen. Why they didn't take the fifth is a puzzlement to me. We incurred a loss of about $2,000. The other three churches that had their goods in Classroom 2 lost much more deeply than that. Whether their loss will be covered by our insurance is problematic, but it impacted them deeply. One church leader said to me, we are crippled. That speaks to a state of mind. 
whether I would be crippled if I lost all my musical instruments or not is a different question. I would say this instead. Until God dies, I'm not crippled, but in good shape. But he felt crippled, and that brings me to my topic. So far, this has only been background information. Real life. Real life. Real life happens. It happened to the church that meets early Sunday morning. It happened to us who meet at noon on Sunday. It happened to the church that meets at 2 on Sunday. And it happened to the church that meets at 6 on Sunday. It also happened to the church that meets on Saturday. It happened. Real life. The same thing happened for all five churches, yet with different levels of impact, to be sure. So the truth is, we all face the same devastation or bump in the road. But how do we each look at it? That's the point of my chat with you today. You cannot keep real life from happening like this, perhaps. Suppose you lose control of your car, have it slide off the road into a ditch, and all your airbags go off. You total your car. Maybe that would happen to you. Life happens. You can't keep it from happening. But how do you respond? Here's the way Solomon said it. Where the tree falls, that's where it lays. That's from Ecclesiastes. Life happens without our consent, and often without anything we can do about it. Our only choice is how we respond. How will you respond to devastating things, irritating things? How will you respond to nasty people? Sometimes the people you deal with, either as a merchant or as a customer, just ain't pleasant. How are you going to respond? Here are my thoughts. I won't say in brief because I'd like to milk this subject a little bit. Listen to this. Two men looked through prison bars. One saw mud, the other stars. I've been quoting that since before your father was married, and here you are, 24 years old, and I'm still quoting it. So I've been using that one for nearly 30 years. Two men looked through prison bars, one saw mud, the other stars. Analyze it with me. Both men were in the same set of circumstances. We'll not go into why they were behind prison bars. That's irrelevant to the point. The fact is, that's where they were. And as they looked out through the bars, one of them saw the mud of the prison yard. That's all he could see. It's what he was looking at. It's what he chose to look at. It was his decision to look at the mud. Just like the preacher in that one church chose to look at the loss. So what he opted to look at said to him, We are crippled. But the other guy chose to look at the stars, the bright and beautiful clear sky. It was an upward look, wasn't it? Which of the two felt better inside, do you suppose? It was an upward look. A little boy and his daddy were walking down the street in the evening. Little boy. Daddy, how far can we see? Daddy to his son. Well, on a clear day, we can see about 50 miles. Little boy. Is that how far away the stars are? You see the point? You choose to look down and your view is limited. You choose to look up, there is no limit. You choose to look at the dark side of life, and you're going to be gloomy. You choose to look at the bright possibilities of life, you'll have a much better attitude. That's what I'm talking about. What is hope? Where does it come from? How does it relate to what's going on around you? 
The answer to that is what you choose to look at. I don't mean with your eyes. I mean with the eyes of your mind. What you choose to look at will determine the positivity of your attitude or your gloom. David, you have choices. You can choose to see the possibilities of your life. You can choose to focus on the disappointments of your life. I tell you right now, if you focus on the disappointments, you're going to be unmotivated, uninteresting, and mopey. You'll be someone around whom no one wants to be. But if you choose to focus on your opportunities, you'll be positive and upbeat. You'll be motivated and heading in the direction, an upward direction, and you'll be making every effort to achieve it. Choosing to look at the possibilities empowers your life. It empowers your life. It's like what Paul said in Philippians, where he talked about the upward call. Let me read. Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I don't regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching for what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I know Paul was applying this to his work as a Christian, as an evangelist, as an apostle, as a servant of Jesus. I know that. But the principle is still true. You must let go of what happened, not let yourself be anchored to it, and keep your eye on what's ahead. You must press on and let the press draw you on. I'm telling you, that's where hope is. It's in this attitude of, I want to reach what lies ahead an expectation to achieve, and a desire to achieve, you can achieve. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. I want to talk with David about fear, how it can diminish or even demolish your life. A life riddled with fear is a life not worth living. There must be a better way. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until, Until next, next Monday, Monday, have a joy-filled, joy-filled week. week.